What did we all? Uh, what did we all learn? We I think we learned uh, quite a bit about the defensive side of the ball. But time to ask Kyle Vandenbosch, Cardinals radio broadcast team member, what he learned on uh, opening day. Kyle, good morning. Happy uh, Big Red Monday to you. Thanks, guys. You too. Uh, what did you learn? Uh, uh, you know, from from sixty minutes of football in Washington yesterday. Uh, I, I learned this team's going to be better than we expected. I learned um, the culture is coming through, uh, particularly on defense. Um, look, um, I heard you guys talking about it earlier, but I share the exact same thoughts. Um, typically, uh, look, since I've been covering the Cardinals, Buda Baker stands out with his effort and his speed. Buda Baker was just another guy, and that's not an indictment on Buda Baker. Um, there was guys flying all over the field on defense. There was very few missed tackles. There was uh, a ton of violence, a ton of big plays. And look, um, you know, that's not just going to benefit the team throughout the course of the game. That will benefit this defense in particular going forward. Um, you know, running backs, receivers are going to grab grass when they catch a ball across the middle. Quarterbacks are going to step out of bounds a lot quicker. Um, I mean, my goodness, that hit by Kaiser White on the sideline. Yeah. Um, he hit through Sam Howell. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Howell had to change his pants at halftime um, because I, I think he made a Sam Bowell after he got hit. It was, it, it was one of the most violent hits well I, I have ever seen on a football field. Oh, yeah. And you're not safe even when you go out of bounds. I mean, these guys are going to take shots on you. And look, nobody wants a personal foul. But to me, that sent a message not just to the Washington Commanders, that sends a message to the league that, hey, hey, this team is not going to roll over for anybody. They're going to fight and they're going to hit, and and that's encouraging. Um, now, looking at the other side of the ball, um, yeah, I mean, I understand the frustration with the dinky and dunkiness of, of the way this offense looked, the inability to work the ball down the field. I mean, it's, it's all too familiar. But, it, I mean, you got to remember, this coaching staff said they're going to be adaptable and game plans are going to be adjusted week to week. And I have played on dominant defensive fronts. And we wouldn't get a single seven-step drop on us the entire game. And, you know, you, you got to think that the game plan going in against this defensive front was, hey, we're going to work screens. We're going to work, you know, some lateral plays. We're going to get these big guys in the middle moving sideline to sideline early in the game. And then we, if we have an opportunity and they're tired out later in the in, throughout the course of the game, then we can start to work the ball down the field. Now, it didn't work out that way. We didn't have enough sustained drives. We weren't able to wear them out. I mean, it, quite frankly, their defensive line was able to heat it up in the fourth quarter. But it's, it's a common game plan when you're dealing with a front like that. I mean, I think it would have been, you know, stupid to um, have Joshua Dobbs have seven-step drops trying to work the ball down the field with this front, particularly in the first quarter. You're just asking him, you know, to get killed back there because, you know, I think the offensive line did a good job throughout the game. Uh, but you're asking almost an impossible challenge with this front to protect – uh, you know, for three, four seconds with the dudes that they had. So I, I don't think that that's going to be the game plan going forward. I think that that was, um, you know, a snippet of what this offense is going to look like. And I think it was actually, you know, it, it gave them an opportunity to stay in the game and win it. And and so I, I think, you know, you can't just look at this game and say, hey, Joshua Dobbs doesn't have a live arm. He can't work the ball down the field. I'm not sure that he was ever asked to as a part of the game plan and, and as a way to give this team a chance to win. 
Fair enough, and I, and I think we'll hopefully see more from him next week. Let me ask you more about uh, the, the defensive energy thing because I, I love vibing on this topic because I've been saying for years that that if you get guys out there that emphasize the physicality of it all, you, you change the playing field. You, you change the mentality of the opponent, and the Cardinals were so bad on this in years past. Uh, if, you, if you don't mind, um, elaborate more on what that does for the collective nature of a defense when you get guys laying out and expressing themselves physically. Yeah, it, 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 you know, as opposed to um, you know guys being called out for um, for having good effort, now guys are going to be called out on film. Like, look, it, we saw it last year on the end season hard knocks. They're like, look, if we had eleven Buda Bakers, we'd right. never lose a game. Right. It looked like we almost had eleven Buda Bakers on that field, and, and I'm not kidding. I mean. Um, you look at, you know, Jalen Thompson's hit. You have Buda Baker. You look at the way Zayvon Collins was all over the place. Dennis Gardeck was flying all over the field making huge plays. Victor DiMarchegi folded Sam Howell in half. I mean, I thought he almost broke his hip. Lucky Foku is almost, I don't know how much he weighs, 330 pounds. He ran down Sam Howell all the way on the sideline. Um, you've got a kid like Kayvon Wallace who was showing up. I mean, they were throwing checkdowns, and he was driving from eight yards off the receiver and separating them from the ball. Um, it becomes infectious. It becomes, um, it, it, you know, and that's the way I saw the Kaiser White hit. Again, you know, I, I understand most coaches don't want that, and you don't want to take that those after-the-play penalties and, and give them a free 15, but that just energizes the entire defense. It got everybody going, and they're like, it, you know, I, I mean, again, he hit him so hard that anybody within a 10-yard radius fell to the ground on that hit. It was <laughs> it was awesome. It was, I mean, honestly, I mean, did, did you not feel that at home after that hit? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't throw my remote saying, hey, what the heck is he doing? That's, that's stupid and selfish. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. The, the, these guys are ready. They're going to bring it. That's exactly And if they reaction. bring that type of attitude and effort every single week, I mean, this team could be, you know, they could be a 500 team. I mean, you know, all this talk about, you know, everybody's theories about this this team isn't any good. They're going to tank and, and try to get to the, the number one pick. Man, it, somebody needs to tell Nick Rollins that plan because his players certainly don't understand the, the grand scheme of things. Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, uh, agree with everything you're saying about the defense. But, you know, we went into this game. A lot of people wondered, you know, where is the pass rush going to come from? You're moving Zayvon Collins outside. Dennis Gardeck has, has been productive in spots during his career but has never really played a heavy workload out there yet. Six sacks, uh, one of the top sack figures in the league. How did you break down what you saw from the pass rush collectively, Kyle? Yeah, I I mean, you mentioned a few players, but really – um, across the board, I think Strong played well. I think Jonathan Ledbetter did, you know, a good job rushing. I think, um, it, you know, we, I, I myself was saying, you know, I said pregame yesterday with this collection of edge rushers, I wouldn't be surprised if we had two or three and get 10 sacks, and I wouldn't be surprised I mean, I just don't know. It's it's kind of all over the place, but that was my only hope for pressure. When you lose a J.J. Watt and you lose a Zach Allen and you have guys on the interior that haven't necessarily done it and had that type of production in the past, I, I, I was hanging all my hopes on, you know, somebody really elevating their play as an outside rusher. But I saw the pocket collapsing. I saw guys winning on the inside. I saw guys winning with edge pressure and, and being relentless and, you know, refusing to be blocked. And, um, you know, this defense, if they continue to play like this, particularly up front, 
um, you know, they're going to create turnovers. They're going to force quarterbacks into bad throws and mistakes. They're going to force fumbles and separate receivers and running backs from the ball. And, um, you know, again, you know, to me, it's it's the biggest surprise of this game was all of the talk all offseason was, you know, offense is going to be fine. They're going to outscore all these teams we play. Um, but the defense is, you know, they're going to be leaky. It's going to be hard. You know, uh, Nick Ross is going to have to come up with some great um, to you know, get this team beat. And it was a complete opposite. Yeah. Like, it looks like you know, the way they were playing with the speed they were playing and the violence they were playing, Nick Rollis could have dialed up just about anything and this defense would have had some success. Yeah. Kyle, great to talk Good to you stuff. as always. Thank you so much. And thank you for uh, giving birth to the phrase uh, Sam Ky- Bauer. Kaiser White uh, caused a violent howl movement. <laughs>